This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, September the 8th. And we come off a not great evening of Phillies baseballs. The Phillies, after whooping up on the Brewers 12 to nothing on Monday, the Brewers not so kindly returned the favor, whooping up on the Phillies 10 to nothing last night. The Phillies get their doors blown off, not even close. Aaron Nola, another disappointment. And the Phillies fall. Uh, unfortunately, the Braves win last night against the Nationals, so the Phillies lose the game in the division. They're now two and a half back. And for the first time, I believe all season, certainly the first time since we've really been tracking it, the Phillies are now closer to the wild card than to the division. How about that? As the Phillies are only two games back in the wild card as both the Padres and Reds lost games last night. The Phillies two back there and two and a half back in the division. Division's still the best shot, in my opinion, to win it because of the fact you only have to leap the Braves, whereas... You have to leave the Reds, the Padres, and the Cardinals right there in the wild card, so it's just an easier feel. But obviously, you're a half game closer in the wild card, so that is something. Regardless, it's pretty wild that the Phillies are in both of these. I mean, after you know, and again, I don't think this is going to happen. But again, after the season it's been, it would be borderline hilarious if both the Braves and Phillies made the playoffs. And hey, don't look now, but the Mets keep winning games as the Mets are only a game and a half back of the Phillies now. As they have, they've been playing good baseball and winning team games they're supposed to win. They're back over five hundred. So um, we got a we got a stretch run here. We got a September. Um, last night was frustrating. We'll get into it, but last night was a frustrating one. You know, look, they. It, I hadn't thought about it yesterday. The way phrased that way. Now it's eight of eleven. But but yesterday after you know losing two to Miami, but then winning the last game and then winning the Brewers, my buddy said to me, "Hey, the Phillies won eight of ten. And they had, because they had that six-game win streak, but it just felt like those two losses to Miami were so disappointing that it really, you didn't think about it that way. But they had, they won 8-11, 8 out of 11 after last night even. You know, so that's good. But the problem is, as we know, if the Braves win, the Phillies, it won't matter. So 
And it is frustrating because those two games where they lost against the Marlins, the Braves lost too, and those are two opportunities to make it games. The Phillies have to grab those opportunities. We've obviously dove deep into the Phillies schedule and the Braves schedule. We know how that shakes out. I also want to a little bit later look at the Padres and, and Reds schedules and well and see how those two shake up. If we're talking about the Phillies in both the NL East and the wild card in it legitimately, but obviously if the season ended today, the Phillies will be on the outside looking in. So some work to do for this Phillies team. We'll look back at last night, look ahead, just um, look again. I, I know I've said this before and, and I'll say it again, but it, it is nice to just be in a September race. I know they've been at the last few years, but this year at least it feels like there's a chance. I know even though last year there really was a chance, just last year was a sham. Last year couldn't get into it and it didn't feel right. I was almost, I wasn't happy they missed the playoffs, but I wasn't like as devastated as, as I theoretically could be because it was such a sham of a season. And if they had made it, they would have made it at 500. And it just felt like a, felt like a joke. And on top of that, you know, you wanted Clentac on. There were so many reasons to not be excited about that team last year. And this year, there, trust me, there are a lot of reasons to not be excited about this team this year as well, but, but there are a lot more reasons to be excited and to root for the Bryce Harper MV season to mean something, to root for the Zach Wheeler great season to mean something, to root for them to make the playoffs in a 162-game season, right? To to end that drought in a season that that feels real, um, I think is it would be more meaningful. So, um, again, you know, the odds are against them. They are two and a half back in the division and two back, and we are in the last three weeks of the season. So, you know, they're going to have to make up some ground, but but they are certainly squarely in it. It is doable. It is doable. They just need to do it. <laughs> so, you know, easier said than done and all that, but they just need to do it. Let's get to last night, and then we'll look at last night. I mean, not much to say about the game. It's more about, you know, Nola and, and what else it means, but the Phillies do just get throttled last night, just handled by the Brewers. It was one of those that was over before it started, felt like games. Um, zero zero into the third, and then a three spot in the third, and then the Brewers will blow it open in the sixth, put up another three spot, make it six nothing. Then it's eight nothing in the seventh, and nine ten nothing in the eighth as they just get all over the Phillies. Nola goes five innings, allows three runs, six hits, six strikeouts. Ramon Rosso gets crushed for three runs and two and a third. Cambit Rogian an inning and a third, two runs, and Yaldelo Santos an inning. Two runs. One of those fun games where everyone who pitched for the Phillies gave up runs. How about it? 3-3-2-2. Three, three, two, two. The four majors who pitched. Yep. Offense nowhere to be found. The Phillies muster five hits all game. They muster one walk. They walked once. One time. And how do you put up a 12 spot against Brandon Woodruff and then get shut out by Eric Lauer? It makes no sense. This team makes no sense sometimes. Now, to be fair, I think what did make sense, it shouldn't, but what did is that when the Phillies put up the 12 spot the night before, it's like, oh, they're going to they're gonna come out flat the next night because that's what the Phillies do. That felt normal. But really, I mean, it's such a strange two-gamer there because uh, let me tell you, Brandon Woodruff, way better pitcher than Eric Lauer. Um, but I think the big story yet again to come out of yesterday and look, it wasn't his worst outing, um, as he's had worse five innings, three runs is not disaster, but it's, it's not good. It's really not good. And, uh, and Nola just continues to struggle. Nola's ERA now on the season. Is it four, five, seven? He's got a four fifty seven ERA. This guy, a four fifty seven ERA strikeouts have been there. 
hasn't mattered. And look, we've we've done the whole thing. We've talked about it and all that. But I, it, you know, I continue to be incredibly disappointed with this guy. Year after year after year after year, September after September. And this season, look again. This season is the whole year. This is the most disappointing version of Aaron Nola we have ever seen. Ever. I mean, he is regressing, which is, you know, concerning, but also just disappointing. I mean, this is a guy who has never come close to being this bad, you know? It is, uh, it's concerning. You look at, at Aaron Nola's career numbers, okay? And, uh, you know, first two seasons, 13 starts and 20 starts. So not full years. His first year, 3.59 ERA. The second year, 4.70 ADRA. So that's the closest he's been to this. But again, it was. 20 starts his second year in the league. He's really been in base, a, a full-time starter, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. 2017, an area of 3, 5, 4. 2018, of course, we all remember the Cy Young-ish season, 2, 3, 7 ERA. 2019, a 3, 8, 7 ERA. Last season, a 3, 2, 8 ERA. This season, a 4, 5, 7 ERA. His career area is 3, 6, 4. He's almost a run over his career area this year. Almost a run over. That's insanity. And it is crazy because if you look at the strikeout to walk numbers, 192 to 35 and 157 and two-thirds innings, you'd be like, wow, that guy's awesome. Striking out a bunch of guys, not walking anyone. That usually works. Sadly, it doesn't this year. Sadly, the rest of the numbers are a, are a problem. You know, sadly, he's giving up too many hits. He's giving up too many home runs. He's giving up too many runs scored. And... Again, you know, I think the most disappointing part, it's been disappointing all year, and and you hoped, look, hope, not belief. Let's all be real, right? I mean, no one, I don't think there's anyone who's watched the Phillies all year who said, now now that we're in September, Aaron Nola's going to carry this team. Or now that we're in September, Aaron Nola's all of a sudden going to be consistent. I think, you know, we could talk about it, and we did. We said, what if, what if this guy with a career 3-6-4 ERA pitches to a career 3-6-4 ERA? Not even talking about being great. I mean, this is a guy that we fought over as an ace for the last few years. Like, right? Like, that's been the discussion. The number one discussion about Aaron Nola has been, is he an ace or not? Is he an ace or not? He's the four on this team right now. The discussion about him this year has been, can he be okay in September? And it was foolish to ever think that he could be. And on top of that, he always sucks in September, right? I mean, we know that. And by the way, I didn't comment on this last start, but let, let's get to it again. Is Because after his last start, Aaron Nola was asked about the September struggles, and he went so far as to say he's tired of hearing about it. It's like, Aaron, guess what? There is a super easy way for you to stop hearing about your struggles in September. You want to know what it is? Hold on. Let me tell you. It's a bombshell. It's probably going to shock you. Hold on. Here it is. Pitch better in September. It's not that hard. This is not complicated, Aaron. If you want people to stop talking about how much you've stunk in September so far in your career, here's the answer. Don't stink in September. Whoa, buddy. You're welcome. Do I get paid for that advice? Is that uh is it worthy? I mean, seriously, the gall of that guy. The gall, the chutzpah. To come out and say, I'm tired of people talking about my September struggles. Really? Really, bro? I mean, it's 
it's if it, I'm floored by it. I can't believe he had the the guts to say that. I can't believe it. It's so tone deaf. It's so off. Like who the hell are you, dude? Getting out in September. Pitch a good game in September. Help this team make the playoffs. Do something other than stink all year. Four, five ERA, buddy. You got a four, five, seven ERA. It's embarrassing. He should be embarrassed that he said that. He should be embarrassed about his performance, too, obviously. But he should be that much more embarrassed that he said, I'm tired of people talking about my September struggles when all he does is struggle in September. Like, it, it, like that, that kind of stuff drives me up a wall. It's it's just so tone deaf and so just misguided. He's misguided. He's misguided if he thinks that we're the ones creating a narrative. Pitch better, dude. Yet again, two starts in September, two duds from Nola. Two duds. What a just a disappointment. Aaron Nola is as big a disappointment as there has been for the Philadelphia Phillies this year. The biggest one. And this is a year where Alec Bohm was coming off a 343 rookie season. And everyone was talking about him being the best hitter on the team. He's in the minors right now. And he's still not the most disappointing Philly. That's how disappointing Aaron Nola's been. And then last night for Joe Girardi after that start to come out and say, I thought he pitched well. Shut up, Joe. Really? Oh, man. Enough. We get it. You're soft on the guys. We get it. Trust me. We get it. You're going to defend your guys. We get it. We've been here. We get it. But man, call it like you see it a little bit. Noel was not good last night. He wasn't. He wasn't horrendous. It wasn't his worst outing of the year. But he gave you five innings. He gave up three runs. That's not near good enough from this guy. This guy right now is supposed to be giving you seven innings, one run. Eight innings, two runs. Six innings, two runs. Six innings, one run. That's it. Start after start. Start after start. This guy should be going out there and dealing. And he never does. Again, I honestly, in the core of my soul, believe that if I were in charge of setting up the Phillies playoff rotation, should they get there and should they not need to use Wheeler in game 162 and all that, you know, the works out. Like, you know, a playoff game to get in, all that stuff. There's a lot of variations on this. But... If they could set it up, it would be Zach Wheeler one for me. The tough call is not Aaron Nola or someone else at two. The tough call is do do I go Kyle Gibson or Ranger Suarez in game two? That's a tough call. I think I go Gibson because of the history, because he's a vet. He's, you know, I just feel a little more confident with him taking the hill in that big a game. But, I mean, look, Ranger, all you hear about him, he's Mr. Cool, Calm, Collected guy. It's like the, they wonder if he has a pulse. In the in the locker room, in the clubhouse, you know. So, I think Ranger would be great too. But either way, it's it's Nolan game four. That's a fact right now. And if Eflin comes back, I might want Eflin more in that game. I don't know if Eflin's going to come back. Nor would you know coming back after this long layoff and jumping right right in be the best thing ever, or whatever. But man, what I'm trying to say is, I have literally zero faith in Aaron Nolan to get outs in September and October. Zero. I don't know how anyone could. Like, why would you trust this guy to get big outs? Doesn't make any sense. He never does it. He never does it. He never does. He is a disappointment. Yet again, September after September. Um, but, you know, 
even with Aaron O, they would be. Oh my god! Can you imagine if we if we got last year Aaron O three six four ERA? They're in the playoffs right now. They're a playoff team right now. So frustrating. Um, but speaking of which, uh, playoffs. Oh, real quick before we look at the schedules, the the Zach Wheeler thing. Just to mention, it Girardi did say they're gonna gonna manage his pitch counts the rest of the year. They obviously pushed him back a day. Um, prior to that, that game one against the Brewers, and they said they did it to have it lined up so Wheeler could pitch the last game of the season, also pitch in that Brave series prior to the last games of the season, the second to last series of the season. Uh, and I think rest was a big part of it too, but whatever they want to say, whatever they want to do is fine. Um, they're going to manage his pitch count, keep it around run 100. I- I'm fine with that too. Look, Wheeler, um, I think it's one of those things where you go in saying that, and if there's a spot where Zach Wheeler has to shove a little harder to help you win a game you have to win, you let him shove a little harder. But I, I'm fine with keeping an eye on him considering him. Look, he's hopefully going to be here for the next three years too. Been such a massive part of this. But I look, you got to make the playoffs. You got to fight for the playoffs. So if, if there's a spot where Wheeler needs to go to 110 to make it happen, you, you let him make it happen. All right. Um, we've looked a ton at the Phillies' schedules compared to the Braves' schedule. And obviously, we all remember the Phillies' schedule. Um after this last game against Milwaukee, it gets pretty damn easy as they come home for four against the Rockies, three against the Cubs, three in New York against the Mets, who are playing much better baseball, um, and then three at home versus the Pirates and four at home versus the Pirates. So those 14 games at home with the in three in New York in between, you have 14 home games against the Rockies, the Cubs, the Orioles, and the Pirates, uh, four flat-out losing teams, and when you put... Consider the Rockies' road record versus their home record. We're talking about four of the worst teams in baseball right now. And 14 games for the Phillies. 14 games of their last 27 are against four of the worst teams in baseball. So that's huge. Okay. So that's the Phillies' schedule. We've obviously gone through that quite a bit. Let's look at, we know the Braves' schedule. The Braves have a very similar schedule with some easy games, but also... Still have to go on a West Coast swing where they have to do three in San Francisco, four in Arizona, three in San Diego. San Diego's in first of the wild card right now. San Francisco's in first in the West. They're both going to be fighting for the division for the wild card, so those games will matter. In Arizona, look, they stink. But it's in Arizona, and as we saw with the Phillies, weird things can happen out there. All right, let's look at the two teams, because we've looked a lot at the Braves' schedule. Let's look at the two teams that the Phillies are fighting for for the wild card. And the Cardinals are in it, too. They're just behind the Phillies, so I didn't include them, but hopefully... We don't need to add another schedule to the list. We can look at that down the road if it goes that way. Let's start with the Padres because they are, as of this moment, in first place in the wild card. As the Padres are coming off a loss last night, thank goodness, but have been playing better baseball. They had gone on a big, big losing streak. They lost four straight before winning one, then lost another four, so eight of nine, then win another, then lose another four. So they won three out of 15 uh, not great uh, there for them, but then have won, um, looks like, five of their last eight. So playing a little bit better baseball. They have one more tonight at home versus Los Angeles. Then, wow. Okay, so I think we could say the Padres schedule, more difficult than the Phillies. We'll say as as we just went through the Phillies with a bunch of Orioles and and, uh, you know, you got the Marlins on there. Not that that's helpful, but, you know, bad teams. The Orioles and the Rockies and so on and so forth. The Cubs, um, Pirates. The Here's what the Padres have. After they play the Angels tonight, they're off tomorrow. And then, ready for this gauntlet? Oh, my goodness. This is... <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe how tough the schedule is. All right. Three in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. 
four in San Francisco against the Giants. So those seven games alone, right there, ready for this? Those seven games alone equal, and this is against the, the, the Dodgers and Giants who have two of the three best records in baseball. Those seven games, their next seven games after tonight's game against Los Angeles, equals, equals the number of games the Phillies have left this year against winning teams. And one of those winning teams is the Mets. They have one more game against the Brewers, and they have three against the Mets and three against the Braves. That's it. It's losing teams the rest of the way. Seven games against winning teams. The Padres after tonight, next seven games against the Dodgers, the Giants. Okay, so that's good. Guess what? It keeps going. So they have three in Los Angeles, four in San Francisco. Then they fly to St. Louis for three. St. Louis, of course, right there in the wild card hunt. Then get ready for this, man. Then they come home for three against the Giants, three against Atlanta, and then they finish their season with three in Los Angeles and three against the Giants. Okay, so the Padres are cooked, right? I mean... Look, anyone can win games, and maybe the Padres just play great baseball. But, man, I would not bet on the Padres getting the wild card. This is an unbelievable. One more time. Three in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Four in San Francisco against the Giants, the two best teams in baseball. Three in St. Louis, a wild card contender. Three at home against the Giants. Again, best team in baseball. Three at home against the Dodgers, first place in the NL East. Uh, Excuse me, the Braves. Three in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. Again, best teams in baseball. And three in uh, in San Francisco against the Giants. They still have 10 games left against the Giants, which is pretty wild. You rarely see that, that all 10 in the last month of the season. Um, so, all right, one down. Phillies have a way, 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 way easier schedule than the Padres. So that is good news. Let's get to the Reds. The Reds, who are currently a game above the Phillies in the standings, as the wild card standings shake out as we speak with the Dodgers, of course, the wild card. Uh, and then, actually, excuse me, the Reds and, and Padres are tied for that wild card. I thought the Padres were a ha- or Reds were half game back. My fault. The Padres and Reds are tied for that wild card, and the Phillies are two back of each of them. So let's see what the Reds' schedule looks like, because that is very important, especially knowing what that Padres' schedule looks like. Schedule-wise, you feel like you're competing with the Reds more than the Padres. Okay, now this is more similar to what the Phillies have. Now this is a pretty easy schedule. Not quite as easy as the Phillies, but easy. All right, so tonight in Chicago against the Cubs, they have won one, lost one there. Then the Reds head to St. Louis. Massive series for both teams. If one of those teams sweeps the other, it could really knock the other out of the series. Then, nice little stretch here as they have three in Pittsburgh, but then home for three against Los Angeles. So... That is six games against winning teams. Three against St. Louis, three against the Dodgers. Home for three against Pittsburgh, easy. Home for four against Washington, easy. In Chicago for two against the White Sox. White Sox are great, so that's two more. So they have eight games against winning teams. The Phillies have seven. And then three in Pittsburgh. Okay, so a way, way, way easier schedule. Way, way, way easier as a... You look at the Padres' schedule, and they have 10 games left against the Giants. The Reds have nine games left against Pittsburgh. So you want that one, right? Um, They still have the Dodgers. Seems like the Dodgers are going to have a big influence on this wildcard race. They faced the Padres a couple times, obviously face uh, the uh, the Braves just a little bit ago. They're in the thick of it here. Uh, But nine against the Pirates, and they have four against Washington. It's really that three against St. Louis, three against the Dodgers, and two against the White Sox. 
that stack up against the Philly schedule. And and look, it's it's I would say the Philly schedule slightly easier, just because the Dodgers are better than anyone else the Phillies has to play. But that's it, man. It's pretty close. It's a lot of games against the Pirates, which they should win. They know the Pirates well. Um, it, Phillies and Reds feel like the wild card, best wild card contenders. And the Cardinals, if they can win that series against the Reds coming up, then all of a sudden they kind of leapfrog into it. But the Padres, schedule-wise, by far the worst of these teams contending. It's the Phillies, the Braves, and the Reds, way easier schedules. Um, so it's something to pay attention to, and obviously we'll track it as the Padres and the Reds are tied for the wild card right now. The Phillies just behind them. Um, two back of the wild card, two and a half back of the NL East as the season is is coming down here. We are getting to it. As the Phillies at 71 and 67 on the season. It's pretty crazy that we are we are right there. We are right there as there are 22 games left. Is that right? Yeah, 22 games left. Pretty crazy as uh, as we sit here. 22 games left in the season. That is it. That is hard to believe. As um, again, we are we are close. This is a uh, pretty wild stuff. 24 games left. Excuse me. Bad math there. 24 games. Left. Um, we're there. This is it. Two and a half back in the division. Two back in the wild card. It's go time. Let's hope the Phillies bounce back tonight against the Brewers. That'd be a really big win. Tonight's a big game. If the Phillies can find a way to win tonight, that is a big one because then again, you come home and you got some easy games coming. So if you can find a way to handle business tonight, that'd be really, 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 really important for this team. Really important. So Gibby on the hill tonight against Freddie Peralta. Peralta's been amazing for the Brewers, but has been hurt coming back, was bad in his last outing. So fingers crossed in that one. And Gibby, need Gibby to bring it tonight. Either way. Whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.